0: Game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech.
1: Breaks a tackle. Oh, and he's gone. House call. Touchdown. And we're a point after away from being all tied up.
0: We'll hear from Georgia Tech staff and insiders as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech football.
1: Runs it right. Clamps into the end zone. Touchdown Jackets.
0: On the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra.
1: And a very good Wednesday evening to you. Welcome into another edition of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show, everyone. Yellow Jackets back at it, back on the road, back in the ACC this Saturday as they head to Lane Stadium to take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. Tommy Slaughter at 1230. The countdown is on here inside the Georgia Tech football building. But before that... We will have a full hour dedicated to Yellow Jacket football talk with head coach Brent Key and running backs coach Donald Hill Ely will join us as well. I'm Andrew Dimantram, Georgia Tech getting ready to go to a place where they have won their last three meetings inside Lane Stadium and to tell us what it'll take to get a fourth straight win in Blacksburg is your coach of the Jackets, Brent Key. Coach,
2: good to see you. How are you? Doing good. Just getting excited for another football game on Saturday.
1: Your eyebrows were a little raised when I told you that only one other school has ever won four straight games at Lane Stadium, and you guys could be the second school to do that. That's good to
2: know, but really, what, what what's happened then really has zero imp- impact on what's going to happen on this Saturday. So
1: yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I leave it to the broadcaster. I work on the stats and the milestones. You just focus on the task at hand. Uh, what have been some of the points of emphasis this week? Getting ready for Virginia Tech, coming out of that Florida State game.
2: You know, w- coming out of the game, you have to you have to fix the mistakes, you have to correct the mistakes, and you have to learn from those things. Like you talk about things in the past, you know, the only way they impact the future. Or, or the only way a game impacts the next game is if you let it and you have to take the things from those games. You have to learn from them and and use those things to, to help help you along the way and help you in your preparation and help you the next week. So that's really been the focus this week is, is our attention to detail and, you know, you know, Understanding that little things are little things, but they become big things really fast, and that we have to fix the little things. If you just focus on a big thing here and a big thing there, you've really done nothing to your foundation. So really focusing on the little things, whether it be footwork or technique or fundamentals, and uh, all those things that go along in the game of football, the discipline that goes along with the game of football, that's been the big focus this week is is finding those little things and having the, the detail within it in our in our coaching and our approach
1: had to uh, play in Tallahassee without Jeff Sims he did dress but was only available on an emergency basis Zach Gibson got the first two series Zach Pyron came in after that and played the rest of the way I know it was a really slow offensive first half but what enabled you guys to start to find your footing offensively after halftime
2: well the start of the game uh you know you're, you're We made the commitment that we're going to play both quarterbacks and that Pyram would go in in the third series regardless of what had taken place already in the game. And so, you know, when you have a true freshman that goes out for his first time on the field, you really have to be conservative with him. And we were conservative. And, uh, you know, as he kind of showed more poise, more confidence, the confidence grew in him and the confidence grew – to To be able to open the offense up a little bit, to be able to throw the ball more, and you know, early in the game when you know they commit to one way, you know, when you commit to one thing or over another and become one dimensional, it's pretty easy to to stop it, whether it's run pass, whatever it is. So, you know, I think by this by the second half or at halftime and then going into the second half of opening things up a little bit, it, it really helped you know spur the offense and you know gain some momentum. And we've got to be able to take that momentum that happened in the second half of the Florida State game and. And carried over this week.
1: Pyron, uh, 18 of 28, 198 yards, also ran for a touchdown, final play of the game. How did that performance offer a glimpse into Zach Pyron's upside and his overall ability?
2: I think it really showed who he is, not just as a football player, not just as a quarterback, but who he is every day he's a he's a competitive competitive kid he really is and he's been that way ever since high school it's it's no mistake when a when a high school quarterback wins three 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 state championships and at two different schools and two different types of offenses i mean at five he was you know in a single wing option based offense and then goes to penson valley and is in a true spread hurry up throw it around type uh type deal so to be able to have the command and the, the leadership that all your teammates are gonna you know rally around you and do those things, that's really a credit to who he is. And I think some of those things th- some of those things showed on Saturday in Tallahassee. You
1: talked about the offense not being as one dimensional in the second half as, as Zach Pyron grew into the game. I know it's two straight games now with even with the sack yards included, less than two yards of carry. What can the offensive line do a little more consistently to recapture the form that we saw from them? You know, even as recently as is the Duke game that I know will need to be front and center if you want to have that win versus Virginia Tech?
2: Yeah, you you can't become one-dimensional, and you know, I think the you know playing a complete offensive game will help all facets of it, whether it be the you know you know the intermediate quick game, the you know throwing the football or the the deep shots, and then coming back to the run game. And you know we've worked really hard this week uh, on the field, uh, in the, in the, in the meeting rooms. To, to try to have some wrinkles and, and do some things to to help us out but at the end of the day it's not really about the plays it's not always uh the play call or the the you know the thing the play coming in from the sideline it's about our ability to go execute it and you know i told the the players and the coaches this week we, we talked about it's not about how many plays we have it's about our ability to run that play well and that's really been the focus and uh, hopefully that that continues to pay off this weekend.
1: Florida State had some some gaudy numbers offensively coming in. They they looked apart the on Saturday. What were were some of the takeaways defensively for you guys?
2: Well, from the def- uh, from defensive standpoint, you know, we've got to limit the big play, and that's that's crept up now. Uh, the last couple of games where we've given up some big plays and some explosive plays. The biggest thing that we have to do on defense is, it, it and again. It, same thing we talked about offensively of everyone playing together but when those big plays occur sometimes maybe it was a uh, you know something up front with the pass rush or it was a way they were protecting or you know it was you know overlapping the coverage so you know all of them all 11 guys on the field whatever side of the ball you're on have to you know have to do their job and you know because if one doesn't it stresses someone else you know then if that one person might be the one that gave up the you know, gave up the reception or gave up the run, but really there, there's usually a culmination of a lot of guys involved in it. So, you know, but Florida state, give them credit. I mean, they did a good job of getting some one-on-one matchups and, you know, they, they were able to, you know, complete some passes and some one-on-ones and that's going to happen in the game of football. You're going to have some one-on-ones, you know, either side of the ball where the other team's going to, going to win. That's why they're one-on-ones. But what we can't do as a defense, we can't let a 20 yard catch or a 20 yard run turn into a 70 yard run. That's where the overlap in the defense has to come. And that's where, you know, all 11 guys have to be you know, honed in on what they're doing and the way they have to finish to be able to make that happen.
1: I'm glad you mentioned the explosives because going into that Virginia game, you had only allowed six plays all year of 30 or more yards, which was tied for third fewest in the country. So for a good chunk of this season... You've been able to limit the explosives. Do you trace the explosives that have flared up lately to, I don't know, maybe not getting as much of a pass rush? I know there's only been one sack by your defense the last two games. Anything up front that maybe uh, has contributed to that as well?
2: It is. It, like, again, it's, it, it's all 11 playing complementary football on that, the, on that side of the ball. And it goes with, with all phases. So. You know, the pass rush has not been what it was, you know, the, the the previous you know few games before that. So we've got to find ways to be creative to, you know, get an extra an extra body rushing or uh, be able to you know create some confusion on the other side of the ball, so that we can that we can affect the quarterback because you know it's not always a sack, it's not always a, a TFL, but it's it's that ability to affect him and throw him off of his spot that that really causes quarterbacks to 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 miss to miss on throws and. You know and we've got to do that we've got to be able to you know roll guys in and out and you know play different guys, which we've been doing on the defensive line and then have confidence in others to be able to continue to play so we can stay fresh and and have those then have that pass rush but again let's let, let's go back and you know not look at it as a one sided deal i mean they played they played 45, I think it was 45, 48 plays in the first half of that game. So, you know, when you're rushing the passer, you know, that many times or, you know, playing the run that many times, I mean, it's going to take a wear and tear on your body. So, you know, we've got to be able to play complimentary football and we've got to keep the ball, you know, offensively, you know, keep that clock on, you know, on our side so that we can be fresher on defense and that won't happen.
1: Well, in spite of uh, your comments defensively, still forced two more turnovers, plus two in turnover margin last Saturday, still rank among the nation's leaders in turnover margin. We'll talk more about about some of the defensive players, Charlie Thomas among them, Ace Ealy as well, offensively E.J. Jenkins had his third touchdown catch of the season, just getting underway here on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Again, Donald Hill Ely, Georgia Tech's running backs coach, will swing by a little later on in the program. We'll continue the conversation with interim coach Brent Key following this here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports.
3: Introducing Hella Vienna Lager from Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company, the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long, reach for New Realm's easy drinking dark lager or New Realm's number one selling hazy like a fox IPA. And check out their location on the Eastside Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in house, handmade cocktails, plus live music and much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit New Realm Brewing. Dot .com for more that frosty chill in the air is here to stay. Just make sure that pesky pests like roaches, ants, and rodents aren't trying to join in on the winter fun. This is the time of year when pests and wildlife intruders start seeking food and shelter inside your home or business as the temperatures drop. Luckily, you can trust the pest control experts at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home or business pest-free inside and out. Schedule a free pest inspection today. Call 888 go Arrow or visit arrowexterminators.com.
4: Be honest. Since you got up this morning, have you done anything new? Tried any new foods? Listen to new music? Or taken a new route? The good news is, the day isn't over.
3: Hey, Lexus, turn it up.
4: And the reinvented Lexus RX is definitely something new. With hard pounding design, intelligent technology, and the first-ever RX 500H performance hybrid, never lose your edge with the all-new Lexus RX. See your atlanta area lexus dealer
5: georgia is our home that's why at georgia power we're building the future of energy over the last decade we've invested nearly 10 billion dollars to strengthen the electric grid installing new substations upgrading transformers moving power lines underground and investing in cleaner energy We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow.
0: The latest on Yellow Jackets
1: football, it's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Fans, there's magic when we cheer together. Let's create some magic with an ice-cold Coke. Cheers. The Georgia Tech Coaches Show here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports, Georgia Tech, and Virginia Tech. Meeting up at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg. Tomy's Leather, 1230. We'll be on the air with our network pregame at 1030. I'm Andy Demetra. He's Brent Key plus two in turnover margin. That follows form from uh, last Saturday. Charlie Thomas had not only the fumble recovery at the goal line, but ran it 71 yards. Boy, Charlie has almost had a couple of long scooping scores this season to set up the Gavin Stewart field goal to get you guys on the board. You lose sight of the fact that Charlie Thomas doesn't have prototypical size as a linebacker. He is 6'2", but only 207 pounds. But how does he use that frame to... Uh, change the shape of the field for an opposing offense.
2: Well, Charlie is—I you know, know he plays linebacker, but he, he's able to be in a lot of different spots with how we use him defensively and uh, some of the blitz packages that we have uh, that that put him in different spots and have him matched up on different guys. Uh, you know, and you can talk schemes and all these different things, but at the end of the day, he's a really, really good football player. You know, he, he diagnoses plays. Uh, he, he's got an uncanny ability to, you know, to, to put a nose on the ball uh, and that's instinctual. A lot of, you know, that's, a lot of that is, in, is an inherent trait that, that can't be, that can't be taught. And, and Charlie has that. And then, you know, the thing that he's does does has done a great job of this year is really knowing the plays before they happen. And when you can anticipate through your, your preparation and your study, you know, what, what's what's going to happen it, it puts you even a step closer and then obviously he makes the play when he gets there and, uh you know he, he's around the ball so i mean when 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 you're hustling like he does when you're running like he is when you're when you're you're playing as hard as you can all the time you know the chances are you're gonna be around the football more and then it, it raises your uh it raises your odds of being able to get, able to get it
1: one of my favorite sights during the week is after practice on wednesday and i'm sure it's not the only day this happens after practice on Wednesday, you always see Charlie Thomas and Ace A.C. They are the last to leave the field, and they're working one-on-one, doing technique drills, and it, it's no surprise that they have emerged as arguably the best linebacking tandem in the ACC. It's not just that they play at a high level, but they're preparing together at a high level, too, and that, that has to set such a powerful example to the rest of your locker room, seeing what Ace and Charlie do after practice to get themselves ready.
2: Yeah, it does, and, and that's... That's the beauty when two guys can play next to each other like they have, and uh, and, and have the experience that they have, and know you know, and know what it takes to be able to play well on Saturdays, and it's, that's what they do. There's it's, it's not by chance that they just go out there and, and play good football, and can play off of each other. And the other thing about those two guys, the, 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 there's no there's no selfishness from them. It's all about the team. If One of them's called to, to take on a block so the other one can be free. They're going to do it. They're not going to try to do their own thing and make their own play. You know, They really play within the scheme of the defense, and, and that's a big key in defensive football because not everyone's going to make the tackle every time. And everyone needs to be around the ball, but everyone's not going to make that tackle. Everyone on the team's not going to make that sack. Sometimes you're doing something to allow someone else to come free to get the TFL or the sack, and, and both of those guys play very unselfish football.
1: If there wasn't a, a stat in football for assists like there is in basketball, you feel like Charlie and Ace uh, would have more than their fair share. Offensively, touchdown uh, on Saturday from EJ Jenkins. Nice run after the catch, 32 yards from Zach Pyron. Uh, it Gives him three touchdowns on the year, which leads Georgia Tech 6'7". So you knew he always stood out with his height. But h- how has he improved over the course of this season to become somebody that whether it's Zach Pyron or Jeff Sims, they, they, they know they can rely on him downfield.
2: Well he's a big target, and that that's the easy thing to say is that he's a big target with great range, but he's really starting to understand the offense and what, what his role in the offense is and you know he he's got the guy here in the summer then he missed some time with some injuries early on, so he was kind of slow getting getting started with everything and learning learning what what his his role was but the more he's learned it the more comfortable he's become and you see that with just you know how you know how he plays and he's playing faster and and playing with a lot more confidence.
1: Uh, Let's go to some news from today fellow uh, wide receiver Malachi Carter set to appear in his 55th game as a Yellow Jacket this Saturday which will break the school record for career games played. Now he opted to use his additional COVID year which which certainly uh, aided and abetted that pursuit but you know as well as anybody, durability in football cannot ever be discounted or taken for granted. And Malachi, fifty-four, soon to be fifty-five, career games played as a Yellow Jacket—that that is worthy of some respect.
2: It really is. That's that's a that's a lot of football games, and it's a lot of wear and tear on your body. You know, not just from the games, but from the amount of practice that he's gone through. You know, to get himself ready to play in those games. So that's that's a really you know outstanding thing for me.
1: And also just outside the top 15 in school history and career receiving yards, the next person he will jump on that list is Gary Lee, Clayton Powell Lee's dad, which is something I'm not sure even Clayton knows. He does now. Okay. It, we, we put it out in the universe. Yeah,
2: we? we talked about it last week. So uh, you know <laughs> it's, he knows it. He didn't know it before that, but he, he does now.
1: Yeah, Time is ticking there for Clay. Had himself a good game. You know, I, I know you'd rather your, your safety not lead the team in tackles, but somebody's got to wrap and squeeze, and he finished with 14 against Florida State, which was the most by a Georgia Tech defensive back since Isaiah Johnson had that same number in 2014. Pro football focus rates him as the number two safety in the country stopping the run. Uh, you know, For a freshman who's still trying to get a, a feel for a college offense, is he shows that when he gets his hands on a ball carrier, he's going down. That's got to be impressive.
2: Yeah, it is. He, he's, he plays you know, a lot older than he actually is, and for him to be able to step in for Jalen this year and do what he's done as a, as a true freshman has been outstanding. Joe
1: Fusel was uh, nominated earlier this week for the Burlesworth Trophy, which goes to the top current or former walkout in college football. He's a guy Gosh, still young. He's a redshirt freshman, but to go from a walk on to uh, essentially in starter in less than two years' time, what what makes him so unwalk on like in his ability on that offensive line?
2: Well, he's he's a very mature kid. Uh, he understands, and you know. You know what his role is on the team, whether it be the personal protector on punt, whether it be on PAT field goal, or whether it be playing playing offensive line. And, and he he came in here, at, you know, quiet, soaked up you know soaked up knowledge, uh, worked his tail off in the weight room, and it really just you know just started. He's one of those guys that you don't really notice for all the right reasons until you start to notice him. And you know he he made his way for a year in the weight room and. And Joe was a guy that, that that was a recruited guy out of high school, and he mean he he's been he's been he was dead set on coming to Georgia Tech since since he was a kid, since he was a little kid. So you know, for him to be here, it's it's where he's always wanted to be, and uh, you know, kind of the epitome of a you know Georgia Tech uh, Georgia Tech guy.
1: That's awesome. Uh, how how early after he arrived did you know? Okay, this is a walk on who I can see being on the field sooner rather than later.
2: Well, his work ethic in the in the weight room and how strong he is. I mean, my gosh, you know, for a retro freshman, he's one of the you know strongest guys on the entire football team. So, and to be you know six four plus six five, three hundred and you know twelve pounds, it, it and have that type of strength as a young guy, you, you look right away and say, okay, this guy's he's got a chance to be you know a good offensive lineman in his career. So, you know, just excited for him, excited for you know for that honor.
1: Now, Georgia Tech has some history with. Offensive lineman winning Burlsworth Awards. Sean Bedford comes to mind, and we'll see if Joe Fusel can now uh, etch his name into that trophy before it's all said and done. Coming up, it's running backs coach Donald hill Ely. Coach Key will be back to deliver his keys to a successful Saturday up at Lane Stadium as your Yellow Jackets take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. Stick around. Much more to come here on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports.
5: With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win, And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus card, all you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state, fuel restrictions apply.
1: Glory isn't given, it takes hard work, it takes hustle. Only then do we see the results begin to stack and the swarm start to stir. He dives for the end zone and he gets in! When we rally the swarm, we become something much bigger than any single one of us. A program built on the belief that success is measured by showing up, digging deep, bouncing back, being part of something bigger than ourselves. Touchdown, Jackets! For tickets and more info, visit RamblinWreck.com.
0: Here comes the Ramblin' Wreck! My family and I love watching Georgia Tech football. Though it's hard to choose between the big screen at home and the excitement of being in the stands. Either way, Scana Energy's part of the action as a proud partner at Georgia Tech. So join Scana and my family in cheering on the Yellow Jackets this season. Sign up with Scana today and get up to $100. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit ScanaEnergy.com slash jackets for details. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Georgia Tech football continues
1: to buzz. Now more of the Georgia Tech coaches show on the Georgia Tech sports network. Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit GeorgiaPower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics, Power on Georgia. As we welcome you back to the Georgia Tech Coaches Show, getting you ready for Tomi's Leather between the Yellow Jackets and Virginia Tech Hokies this Saturday, Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, 1230. Tomi's Leather. our next guest. Well, he played his college football in the Commonwealth of Virginia as well. Happy to join him for the first time on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Running backs coach Donald Hill Ely, Coach, how are you?
6: I'm great. I'm great. How are you today?
1: I'm good. I, I owe you an apology because I've been misidentifying you this whole time. It's actually Donald Hill Ely, PhD. Yes, yes, PhD. Now, how many people know that you earned a PhD at Morgan State?
6: Yes, yes. Uh, actually, started back going to class uh, uh, with my players when all this progress towards degree started, and trying to set an example. And looked up one day and was uh, dissertation off, so went on, and took
1: care of that, so I could. You know, have that PhD. What was your dissertation on?
6: Well, uh, it was the factors that contribute to student athletes uh, choosing between the SWAC and the MEAC, uh, the two historical uh, black division one uh, institutions. I wow. wanted to see what was uh, some of the factors that contributed to their decisions to uh, choose to go to historical black colleges and universities.
1: I mean, dissertations are pretty thick. How many pages was that dissertation?
6: Well, initially the, uh, it started off with at 200 plus pages, Ooh. and then it was, you know, I cut it down. I <laughs> uh, had to narrow the scope, and then it <laughs> ended up about 120 pages.
1: Well, you thought playbooks were thick. Not many college football coaches can say they've earned PhDs, though. I imagine you can count uh, you and, and your contemporaries probably on, what, one hand, the number of PhDs around there in college football coaching? Yeah, I
6: think when I completed mine, it was four uh, wow. that uh, had PhDs. So, uh, you know, it, it put put myself in an elite class, and, and uh, like I said, I would never do it again, but it was <laughs> fun to it.
1: It's one, the thing you only need to do it one time, and you get that PhD as the suffix forever. Well, now you have a new title here at Georgia Tech. You were elevated to running backs coach during the bye week. I know mid-season coaching transitions can be tough on everyone, but how have your uh, running backs sort of handled things with you now taking over?
6: Well, you know, uh, the first thing that we have to do is, uh, you know, had to establish the relationship, even though those guys, you know, they see me around uh, with the offense. But now as their leader in that room, uh, just establish some things, you know, that I'm coming in to make sure that, you know, that these guys able, we're able to run the football, we're able to protect. And more importantly, uh, you know, just uh, helping them get towards their goals. They all started out the year with goals, uh, whether it was towards rushing or, uh, you know, things – Catching the ball, or whatever it may be, Uh, just try to find a way to get them in the right place so that they can have a great experience.
1: Uh, And this is a smooth transition because you were an offensive analyst, so you were already immersed and well versed in the playbook the analyst as a position on a college staff it's become commonplace now in the collegiate ranks but i still think fans don't quite precisely know what an analyst can and can't do how would you define the job parameters of an analyst
6: well you know what the the first thing that you have to realize is uh, as an analyst is that you're not here to coach the players you're only here to advise the coaches so you have to you know to get out of that uh perspective of you know i'm going out there today i'm gonna coach them hard i'm gonna you know you See things, and you have to wait till you get with the coach to make the correction. So, uh, and and then you know when it when it comes down to just being able to break down film and just assist the coaches as much as you possibly can. So, uh, as I always said, it, it's a and uh, and it's a step above being a grad assistant. You know, you do everything but going to get the coffee. So,
1: uh, but a very distinguished position at that, leaning on your experience and your wisdom because you were a head coach the previous seven. 17- years between Morgan State and Alabama State. Speaking of transitions, how has this transition been for you going from first an analyst and now running backs coach after having been in the head coach's chair for 17 consecutive autumns? Well, you know what? When
6: you're in charge of a program, everything goes through you. So you're in charge of the coaches, you're in charge of the players, you're in charge of the support staff. Uh, You know, you have everything to do, and now it has narrowed down to about seven guys that that's my responsibility is making and show those seven guys uh, know what to do uh, on each and every single play, and it's, it's been great. Really, uh, a lot of stress relieved uh, by coaching a room instead of a whole program.
1: What, what was it weird? Because you, you, there may have been a time where you're like, "Man, that that's it. Like there isn't something else. A uh, hundred other things on my checklist that, uh, as a head coach, I was responsible for. I no longer that's no longer on my plate." Well, you know what? It it, it
6: became back fun again. You know, you you uh, you know now you're in the room. You're back out setting up drills, you're putting guys through drills so you're able to deal with those small things uh uh for development of the student athlete opposed to the overall uh you know uh development of a student athlete so it actually uh has been fun.
1: Good. Uh Donald Hill Ely is our guest here on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Coaches are always looking to learn. You never want to let a season go by where you don't feel you've grown as a head coach or as a coach in general, no matter how many years you spend in the profession. How has this year helped you grow as a coach?
6: Well, you know what? Uh, Coming from the... uh historical black colleges and universities, you know, you, uh, you, you're you able to, you know, do some things a little different. We don't, you know, have all the resources at that particular time. We didn't have all the resources, nor did we uh, have all the best players. But being here uh, with more resources and being here where, where you have just as good as players as anybody in the country, it gives you a chance to see that the X's and O's and the coaching really doesn't change. Uh, you know, that that if you can coach football, you can coach it anywhere. So, uh, I, you know, was able to, you know, get here and said, "Okay, look, I, you know, I can do this job at anywhere that the game is played." So it's just been a validation for myself.
1: And what also helped the acclamation process, one of the members of your coaching tree was already on staff, Anthony Parker. Director of Player Development. He was on your staff at Morgan State. That's got to be a full circle moment for you,
6: exactly. Uh, because he, you know, he he had to show me which elevator to take uh, when I first got here. But you know, I hired Anthony Parker years ago when he had just finished playing football. He was a grad assistant for me, and uh, and now it has come back full circle where he's able to now give me some pointers about uh, just. Uh, the situation and what needs to happen and how they do things here, so that's been a blessing
1: as well. And again, he was your grad assistant. What year at Morgan State?
6: Woo. We're going back and a ways. We're right? going back a ways. I want to say Anthony was was with me in two thousand and. Eight two thousand nine. Okay. It's so.
1: almost fifteen years since you gave him his break in coaching as a GA. How, how gratifying is it just to see what he's done in his career? Where now you guys have reunited and his uh, career path has continued to grow.
6: Well, you know what? Just to watch him deal with the student athletes. You know, uh, when I uh, when he worked for me, he had just gotten from playing, so he used to be in the weight room lifting five hundred pounds, uh, running with the linemen. So he had all this ball of energy, and now to see him where he's gotten a little old. And I was like, well, you're not in there challenging the guys as much as you used to. <laughs> so, you know, just to see him still be able to, uh, you know, to make a difference for these guys. And and uh, and I knew he would be a good ball coach and be a, you know, a good guy to have in a football program. So it's just good to watch when players lean on him uh, for advice and he's able to give them good, positive advice. And uh, and it's just good to watch guys uh, take on a trade and make the most of it.
1: I, I can hear our listeners asking, wh- wh- when is he going to ask Coach about? Ibe- about Ace and you know the relationship with you and your son. I promise, folks, we'll get to that in the next segment. One last question, though, about the running backs that you're now in charge of. Donald Hill-Ely, our guest here in the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Uh, the yards per carry average the last couple of the games, I know, hasn't been where uh, you wanted to be. But what has the message been that the conversation inside that running backs room to make sure that uh, the rush average gets back to where you know it, it's capable?
6: Well, you know what? Everybody wants to run the football, and uh, sometimes game plans, you know, carry you to. Where we're throwing the ball more, but we have to make the most out of each and every uh, rush attempt that we get. Uh, it, it's some, you know, a couple of yards that we've left out there, and you know, we have to clean that up. Whether it's by, uh, you know, taking the right step or pressing the right gap, you know, and just making the most out of it. So, you know, we've been able to keep their spirits up by just showing them the truth. You know, in protection, uh, when you don't have the ball, are you an all-around player? Are you, uh, do you have your head on the right guy? Are you stepping the right way when it comes? It's time for protection. So, we, you know, we have a real fun room, and the guys have been real excited, uh, you know, as we meet and get ready for uh, Virginia Tech.
1: Right? And I know they're looking for a rejuvenated performance in Blacksburg this Saturday when Georgia Tech takes on Virginia Tech 1230 Tomy's Leather. Brent Key will be back later on to wrap things up and give his final keys to a successful Saturday at Lane Stadium. We'll continue the conversation with Georgia Tech running backs coach Donald Hill Ealy in just a moment. It's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Hey,
0: Georgia, if you love playing Fantasy V, you're going to love it even more because we're giving away stacks and stacks and stacks of cash. Now through November 27th, five winners each week will win just by playing Fantasy V. And the cash stack grows to $10,000. Play online or enter your non-winning Fantasy V ticket at fantasy5giveaway.com for your chance to be a weekly winner. It all ends November 27th. So play Fantasy V during the Stacks of Cash giveaway. Only from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly
3: and we're back with breaking news Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever
5: that's right Jim Coke Zero Sugar is a must try for any Coke fan so make sure you Jim (laughs) Jim we're on the air
0: ooh yes this tastes like the best Coke ever to me your thoughts, Jen?
5: Well, can I have a sip?
0: <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Attention plumbers, pipe fitters, and HVACR technicians in Atlanta. If you're not making over $51 an hour total package, this message is for you. The United Association of Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, and HVACR technicians, Local 72, has immediate opportunities in Metro Atlanta. Top-level pay, excellent benefits in retirement, long-term projects, and safe working conditions. Contractors are hiring. Right now call 404 373 or visit ua72.org and click join us
4: be honest since you got up this morning have you done anything new tried any new foods listen to new music or taken a new route the good news is the day isn't over
3: hey Lexus turn it up
4: and the reinvented Lexus RX is definitely something new With heart-pounding design, intelligent technology, and the first-ever RX 500H performance hybrid, never lose your edge with the all-new Lexus RX. See your Atlanta-area Lexus dealer.
0: There's no better source on Georgia Tech football than our team of Yellow Jacket insiders.
1: This is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Georgia Tech versus Virginia Tech meeting up in Blacksburg this Saturday. We'll be on the air with our network pregame at 10.30. Tomy Souther just past 12.30 as the Yellow Jackets look for a fourth straight win in Blacksburg. Only one other team all time has won four straight road games at Lane Stadium And Georgia Tech. Could be the next to do it. Look forward to our coverage on Saturday, but for now, it's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show as we welcome you back And Running Backs Coach Donald Hill Ely, product of Virginia Union University. That's where you also got to start in your coaching career, right? Yes,
6: yeah, started at uh, Virginia Union University when I, I just finished playing for Coach Joe Taylor, uh, who's back there as the uh, athletic director. So, you know, going close to home, but it's, it's a little further up, yeah. about, about three hours. <laughs>
1: uh, this has been a special season for you because you've been able to spend it with your son, Ace Ely. We know what kind of player he's been, what kind of leader he has become in his two years here. Y- you probably thought as recently as a year ago, this would never be a reality. H- how has it been, Donald, spending this fall you know, with Ace his last year as a college football player?
6: You know what? Uh, it's definitely been a blessing. You know, it was a situation where, as a coach, you just prepare that that's part of the sacrifice. I'm going to—I'll catch two or three games this year, and we'll—you know, I'll see you here, I'll see you there. So as you look through the schedule, uh, you know, I was like, well, I'll be able to catch this game, and I'll catch that game. And then, uh, unfortunately, when when I got let go from Alabama State, it was like, okay, look, it's your senior year— uh, I'm going to make them all. So I had already prepared to move the family to Atlanta, and we was just going to uh, just, you know, pack up and be at every game. But to be able to get to those games now as a coach, to be able to watch them, uh every day in practice, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, again, a blessing. It's a, a dream come true that for so many years, almost 30 years, I've been preparing everybody else, child, In this game, you know, teaching them man ways, uh, how, you know, how to grow and teaching them what to do on the field. And even though I'm not coaching him directly, but just to be in the same meeting room, sometimes hearing the same message. Uh, with your son there and knowing that uh, he's getting, you know, good leadership and and he's giving a, a galleon effort every time he takes the field, it, it makes you feel good. Uh, it, and uh, and I feel good every day coming to work and and looking forward to seeing him.
1: How many of Ace's games had you been able to watch of his uh, once he got to college prior to this year?
6: Even in high school, I, I think I made his senior day in high school. Uh, uh, his it's, <laughs> I may have made two games a year in high school. Okay. Uh, if we had a home game or something and they were playing, I was able to catch those. Uh, when he was at Maryland, I, uh, for those three years, I, I made three games in those three years. Uh, when he got here, I made two games. Uh, so it, it, I hadn't watched a full season of my son play until this year.
1: Uh, you'd been able to catch his highlights on TV, but it doesn't compare to the real thing. Well, and then it
6: became a job because I would watch the highlights and then he would call. And then if it's like, hey, you lost contain, you move. So I'm watching him and grading him. So I don't know how enjoyable that was for him because <laughs> then he has to go back and listen to the coach. So, But it wasn't just to be able to sit there as a dad and, and just raise the hand and celebrate over a good tackle or just to say, hey, you know, good job, good hustle. It it was always uh, the Sunday, and it was the replay.
1: Mm -hmm. What have you guys been able to do here in Atlanta, you working here, Ace playing here, that you hadn't been able to do uh, for the balance of his college career? I mean, it could be something as mundane as Going out and grabbing lunch. I mean, you, know. you
6: know, it's not only the lunch, but the family dinner, just to have everyone around the table and to say your blessings and to sit down and I, I have my family around the table and we're able to share. Uh, just experiences, just things that people take for granted, uh, you know. Especially when you have a, a young adult, uh, you know. Most most of the guys, 23, 24 years old, like he is, is, you know. A lot of parents don't get the chance to just slow life down and say, "Hey, son, I'm proud of you. Hey, you might need to do that this way, or you know." Uh, I, I even find joy when he asks me, "Your dad, how many miles do I need to get an oil change?" I mean, even that little conversation, you know. You get to be a, you know. You get to be a dad, and all those things when you make certain sacrifices like I have to be a coach and be different places. I didn't get that opportunity. I had to send someone if he needed help. Could you go check on my son? And now I get to do that myself.
1: When you first moved to Atlanta, Ace had already been here. How much did you lean on Ace for help kind of getting around Atlanta? Uh,
6: He's he's doing the same thing I'm doing. We put everything in navigation and and go from there. So, uh, you know, right now, uh, I think the only place that he's been able to take me to and without the navigation is a place to go get a nice fish sandwich and we go have lunch and come back so you're not not big guys to be moving around we get there we watch football we at home we on the grill that
1: kind of stuff so it's so going out to get lunch that's a, a weekly tradition with you and ace now or what what t- take well, our
6: weekly tradition is uh, normally my wife kelly she'll cook cook something and i'll bring it in and he'll bring a couple buddies up here to the office and we'll just sit and and have lunch and just you know talk about everything other than football so
1: that's great where does the line between coach and dad end when you're around your son you know you're you're the running backs coach i mean you're still coach Ely, but at the same time your are Ace's dad
6: well, you know what? Uh, again, once I walk across that threshold here at Georgia Tech, I become coach. Uh, now, I still have the compassion for him as dad, but he has to learn uh, as well. And he has to. And, and and we can't, you know, I can't shelter him from that. He, You know, if he makes a mistake and the coach has to get after him, he has to embrace that. So, uh, you know, as, a, as dad, yeah, I'm going to have, you know, have some compassion for him. We catch him when he's going to the parking lot. Hey, man, uh, you know, you need to, you know, turn it up a little bit. Bit or uh, but when once we come in our fist bump we're not sitting here talking about family reunions or uh, what his little brother's gonna do when it comes time to play we're talking about Georgia Tech and how we can find success on Saturday uh, on that football field
1: I remember talking with Ace last year and he said he can still vividly recall tagging along with you to 6 a.m. weightlifting sessions over the summer at Morgan State when he was like four years old. It was ace or typical coach's kid?
6: Yeah, hey, I would go in the 7-Eleven, grab my coffee. He'll grab a donut and some juice. And at five thirty, five fifteen, he's walking behind me as we're running the guys, getting them going. And that becomes it had become a regular tradition that, you know, when it's time to get up in the morning and and – go get the guys going he wanted to go and and we got him on out and many days uh once uh he started going to school and it wasn't the summer he would have to come with me to practice uh we would run the guys and you know whether i had to make a little pallet on the floor or air mattress let them go to sleep get them up and send them on to school so you know all those kind of sacrifices you know uh has been made
1: Uh I. do you call him Ace or do you call him Allende? You
6: know what? I call him Ayende. His name. Uh, one of the old ball coaches when um, when he was born, uh, Coach John Wright. Uh, when I came in, I said, "You know what? I just had a son." He was like, "What's his name?" And I, was, I said, "Ayende Claude Ely." Now he's really Claude is was my grandfather who I really cared dear about. So I wanted to pass on a name to him that he could have a meaning with. Allende means. Uh, I prayed that he came it's a uh African uh term or African name, so it means I prayed that he came and I gave him my grandfather's name so uh John Wright said look I, I, he he was like i don't know how to pronounce a yende, so we' just gonna call him ace, and that name has followed him on since he was born
1: okay so he's he's ace to you as well,
6: well he's ace to them most time I just call him a yende, and then every now oh. and then I'll join in with the ace but You know, he's a Yende to me.
1: I'm sure you take a lot of pride in seeing him grow as a player. He's second in the ACC in tackles. He's among the ACC's leaders in tackles for loss. But you have to take just as much pride in seeing him grow into a leader of this Georgia Tech team.
6: Well, you know what? As a coach, you preach so much about leadership and being able to have character, which is doing the right thing when nobody's watching. And then to have your son be able to hear your messages and to be able to see him exemplify what you try to get out of everybody else. You know, not to be above anybody else, but just to, you know, to be able to say, okay, I can do this and do it the right way. I can uh, have an appointment and be on time. I can have a responsibility and do my job and I can be trusted. So it's, it's just good to see him to take up those things and, and be able to do it the right way.
1: Has it been everything it's been cracked up to be? You know what? It's, it's been great. You know, what I mean, just uh,
6: being here, uh, you know, I had a chance. Uh, I coached Sean Jones, who played uh, here on the national championship team. And I had a chance to see him this past weekend um, at Florida State up in the press box and hadn't seen him uh, probably since our Grey Cup run 94, 95. I talked to him on the phone.
1: Wow. You coach Sean Jones in the CFL.
6: Right. Wow. And he used to always rave about tech, 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 tech. And um, when I got here, I was like, man, you know what? Everything that you said, this place is cracked up to be. They do a good job with uh, developing guys that have pride in the school. They do a good job of making sure uh, that the guys have everything uh, that they need to perform at a high level.
1: That's amazing. Boy, you know, we we start talking about Ace. We get a little Sean Jones into the conversation. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate you uh, sharing your story with us, Donald, and look forward to seeing what the running backs can cook up in Blacksburg this weekend. Thanks so much. Thank you. That's Donald hill Ely. We'll be back with head coach Brent Key to wrap things up. It's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Glory isn't given. It takes hard work. It takes hustle. Only then do we see the results begin to stack and the swarm start to stir. He dives for the end zone and he gets in! When we rally the swarm, we become something much bigger than any single one of us. A program built on the belief that success is measured by showing up, digging deep, bouncing back, being part of something bigger than ourselves. Touchdown, Jackets! For tickets and more info, visit RamblinRec.com.
5: Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow.
0: The latest on Yellow Jackets football, it's the Georgia Tech Coaches
1: Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Our thanks to Donald Hill Ely for joining us. Pleasure to hear him share his stories about him and his son, who just so happens coach to be a, a heck of an all-ACC caliber linebacker in Ace Ely, and now he'll be back... Uh, Well, not quite in his uh, native area, Silver Spring, Maryland. It's just across the Maryland-Virginia border as uh, Yellow Jackets take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. Tommy Sledder, 1230. Our network airtime is at 1030. And let's break down this Virginia Tech team under first-year head coach Brent Pry, former defensive coordinator at Penn State. Their defensive numbers, no surprise, tracking ahead of the offensive numbers at this point. I mean, gosh, they're 32% in third down defense, which is among the better numbers nationally. They're they're actually tied with you guys for tackles for loss per game. So they're doing some nice things defensively in spite of that one loss record. How would you characterize the Hokies defense that you'll face on Saturday?
2: Well, you know, Brent's a really good defensive football coach. And you you can see that imprint on on how they play um, on how they play defense. It's they pride themselves on being a zone blitz, uh, you know, move the front, bring two extra guys uh, type operation and then and play the zone coverage behind them to, and keep everything in front of them. You know, it's it's no 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 surprise either. You know why the TFLs are high. Uh, I think when you count, you know, zero yardage to backwards when, you know, the havoc rate that they have, they, you know, they, they're fourth in the country with their defensive line and linebackers. And that's what they pride themselves on. So we, we, we know that going in. Uh, We know who they are. Uh, We know what they're going to do. Now the challenge is going to be to, you know, blocking those moving targets and, you know, working together uh, cohesively, you know, up front with the offensive line and the the tight ends being huge in the the plan to be able to do that as well. And and then the running backs. So, you know, it's 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 a challenge. It's a big challenge uh, going against uh, this Virginia Tech defense. And, you know, excited to get up there and, and, and see what it shakes out. Offensively,
1: you said they move the ball efficiently. They got a transfer quarterback in Grant Wells by way of Marshall. H- how does he run that offense with that kind of efficiency you observed on film?
2: Yeah, he, he does. He, he's an efficient guy. And, and really, you can see through the whole program that, you know, being a, being a first-year guy, that, they're, he's trying, that he's putting his imprint across the entire program. They, they're, they're building it the right way, building it from the ground up in the way that he sees you know, his football team being built and, you know, you know, the playing, the way they're playing on defense, the way they're playing on special teams, then, you know, the way the quarterback's, you know, moving the ball on offense, you know, not doing things to, to hurt them that, you know, they're, they're putting a solid foundation together and, you know, their record is, not not indicative of the progress they've made over the you know the, the course of the season. So, you know the quarterback does a good job of managing the game and you know getting it to the right people and uh, and not turning the thing over. And and that's all important. You know when you're when you're talking you know overall team aspects.
1: And you look at their last game they, they were up twenty one three over a ranked NC State team had twenty one points just like that in the, that third quarter. What were they doing in that quarter? Uh, that, that maybe represents the ceiling
2: of that Virginia Tech offense? They were playing good football. I mean, you know, like I said, they've, they've, they've steadily improved every week. And, you know, going into that game, you saw a very, very confident football team. You saw a team that was, uh, they, were, they were playing together. They had a chip on their shoulder. They were confident in the plan and they stuck with their plan. And, you know, the quarterback was able to to make some plays. And, uh, you know, then, you know, defense, early on played really well uh in that game and uh you know a few plays here and there and they come out victorious with a top 25 win
1: defensively do you see any resemblance in the way they run things with their zone blitzing to to another team you face this year
2: not really you know they're kind of unique in the in the amount of zone blitz they do you know a lot of a lot of defensive defenses run the same zone blitzes but you know, it's the way that they run them is the fact that, you know, it's a 50 percent normal down thing. You know, one out of every two plays, you're getting some sort of a pressure and extra extra defender, whether it be a DB or a linebacker that you have to account for. And, you know, when, when you're that type of team and you're confident in your abilities to, to run that type of defense, it is because you do it all the time. Uh, you know, I know jacket fans will remember. You know, it was very similar to John Tenuta's defense in the way that, that John ran his defense with his zone pressure, uh, fire zone coverage, you know, and trap coverage in the, on the back end. So, you know, very similar in in that regard. But it's also it's it's what they do and it's you know it's who they are. So it's not a one or two time thing here and there and, and run the risk of of, of messing it up.
1: Well, it'll be a fun Saturday in Blacksburg as both teams look to get back in the win column. Once again, Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech coming up at 1230. And that will close down this week's edition of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Our thanks to Donald Hill-Ealy, Frank Key as well. Coach, we appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Thanks, guys. Go
1: Jackets. All right, I'm Andy Demetra. We'll talk to you next time, folks, on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show.
0: To the Georgia Tech Coaches Show live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets football and all things Georgia Tech Athletics. We'll talk to you again next
1: week, right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network.